It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, everyone. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. I'm Goldberg, the goalie. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hello, everyone. That's Kevin. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks podcast. We are back after a short hiatus, just one week. So we had to get back just in time for Halloween because we have a special Halloween episode for you today. But before we do that, uh, as we all know, Kevin has been monitoring his Kintoken investments and it wasn't looking too hot the last time we checked it. Kevin, do you have any update on the three hundred dollars you spent about a year ago? Uh it looks like it's down to twenty four seventy. Ooh, is that <laughs> a new low? Of recording. Uh no, maybe. Not quite. Uh. <laughs> Not quite. Alright. And the other thing, uh the official minor leaguer of the Quack Tech podcast, Bo Brower, he got his first action. He's only played one game thus far. Two minutes for slashing. That was his only really yeah. contribution. But he got two minutes well worth it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got on the box score, so he got in the box score. So Bash Brothers would be proud. Yeah, that's really all you need. As long as you keep Finding the way on the score sheet, you're good. Early Bombay would be proud too. Yeah. Yeah. Take the fall act hurt. Get indignant. Did he grab his eye like it was cut? I don't know. I did Bang. not I did Hit not see the game. I did not pay for the ECHL package. <laughs> Come on, Mike. <laughs> so I didn't did not see the game. You, you couldn't find any streams on Reddit? I think they televised some games on Facebook Watch or whatever. So Do you that, mean Facebook Live? Facebook Live. Facebook watch. I don't Old know. Person, there's, so, man. there's so many watches and all that kind of stuff. But ESPN yeah. Plus, watch ESPN. Yeah. So if you're looking for an outlet, pay attention to the South Lake Carolina Stingrays uh, presence on Facebook, I guess. And Did you say South Lake Carolina? South Carolina Stingrays. Okay. Just making sure. All right. Anything else? Any other corrections? I'm sure we'll think of some, though. Okay. Yeah, they'll be in the show notes for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so um, before we get going, I uh, had a post on the Facebook page that I wanted to point out. Uh, big shout-out to Mike, Tommy, and Kevin, and the rest of the Quack Tech family. You guys give out lots of shout-outs. I figured you guys deserve your own shout-out for a change. I saw that. That was nice. That was yeah. nice. Appreciate that, Tyler. So with that. Also, also, also a duck call to uh, our, our new friend, Chris Saka. Oh, yeah, duck call to Chris Saka, duck call to Tyler. But, yeah, Chris Saka. Famous uh, billionaire investor. Was yeah. hanging out with Steve Brill, it looked like. Yeah, 1.7 million Twitter followers, Chris Saka. He went to six games in five sports in one day. So That's cool. Pretty impressive, yeah. Was this on Saturday? This was 
I believe, Sunday. It was... My, my just quick sidebar, we would call this in high school, my, my friend Brandon, we called him Sid. We would call this Kevin and Sid Super Sports Saturday, or in this case, Sunday. Wow. We would go to like as many sporting events as we could. So shout duck call to, to Brandon or slash Sid. Yeah. Both of them. How many of your events though were? No, mostly they were like, like local tennis and stuff like that. Yeah. So it was interesting. I, I grew up in a small town, so. Yeah, I'm trying to think what. <laughs> We went to like we'd go to like a football game, a te- local yeah. tennis match, uh, a baseball game, stuff like dart that. throwing competition. Yeah. Okay, yeah. sorry. Continue, Mike. No, so he went to I know he went to the Rams game, football, L.A. Galaxy for soccer. Hmm. It went to the L.A. Kings game, the Anaheim Ducks game, and then he went to the Clippers game. I think. Let me see. Yeah, L.A. Clippers, and then he went to the Dodgers World so, Series game. How did the timing match up on it? Like, was he able to complete all of these games? There's no he way. To, like, he I don't think so. Yeah. So, so five thirty-eight did a thing on this. Uh, I don't know if I didn't read it, but it was. <laughs> I saw it. I will put it in the show notes. I'm mean, just full transparency. I didn't read it, but they outlined kind of the sports equinox of Los Angeles because the Dodgers were in the World Series, so they set off this like once-in-a-generation type deal. So, yeah. Chris... Also, it also helps that they now have two football teams, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, Chris Saka just gave us a random shout-out on Twitter. but So, Brill was with him, right? Brill was with him. Apparently, they got upgraded hats at the Ducks games nice. because they realized Steve Brill was in the building. Uh, so, Yeah. Yeah, exciting stuff. Next time. Yeah, uh, Chris Saka, you're welcome on the pod anytime. I told you that in a tweet, and you favorited it, but I didn't get a response. So just going to throw another line out there for you. And, uh, yeah, so look forward to that. Future guest Chris Saka coming on Future the pod. Future investor in the pod, Chris <laughs> yeah. Saka. Uh, we need to have Chris Saka on just so he can berate you for your kin token uh, investment. I, mean, I would be curious to get his take on that. Yeah, yeah. I would be as well. What we could do is we could say we're each going to take $100 and invest it in something that Chris Saka tells us to. That'd be interesting. Mm. Maybe he'd be interested in that. Yeah. Chris Saka, you just... Probably not. (laughs) You got to come on the pod. You just got to come on the pod and that's it. All right. Let's go to the topic at hand. Tommy, what is the topic today? As Mike alluded to before our like 40-minute intro, um, (laughs) this is a uh, a spooktacular episode. That was Kevin. <laughs> that was good. Um, I'm expecting some uh, some sound editing effects to go into this, into <laughs> oh, this episode. Oh, uh, we'll see what happens. Um, and so, anywho, uh, if the cast of the Mighty Ducks were in a uh, traditional Halloween type slasher movie, what would be the outcome? And first thing is, we wanted to talk about the setting. Is that correct? Wait, yeah. before we get to the setting, what's the title? Well, real quick, before we even get to that, so. Two people kind of threw this out there. I think we also had the idea as well, but I'll give them credit. Uh, at Stealth Gent on Twitter and John Hodge at Highway Hodge on Twitter both had similar quack questions about Muddy Ducks and horror films and who dies and whatnot. So Great minds think alike. Yeah, duck call to both of them. Yeah, I, I think we need the setting before you get to the title, okay. do you think? Yeah, so I mean, are we thinking just like traditional... 
people gather together, go in this haunted house, and then try to survive? Or is there another place we're looking for? So what I what I thought of kind of right off the bat was um, the Friday the 13th movie is kind of like by a lake at a, like a, like a campground. Mm. And so I'm thinking at the end of D2, they're all huddled by the fire pit singing songs, like credits roll, and that's when you know, shit goes down. So they're in the woods. I feel like it has to be like hockey themed though. Like, I feel like it has to take place. Like they, they're like in an ice rink or something. And an abandoned ice rink. Yeah. Yeah. Or something like that. Um, I feel like it has to take place on, with some sort of hockey tie in. Hmm. Maybe they're at the scene of like the, um, like the pond hockey, like world championships. That's where they go camping. Mm. So they're also there to like play hot pond hockey during the day. Sure, yeah, yeah the pond hockey world championships are a thing. They're okay. usually in I Minnesota. like that. They're usually in Minnesota as well. And so at the end of D two, they're in Minnesota. They're camping there because they're also gonna play pond hockey, just kind of like away from everything, just to have some fun. You know, maybe there's like a skate shop there as well. Mm. Uh, and it's off season because they like they were able to like rent it out, so they're the only ones there, or so they think. Oh, wait. So it being off season is the ice melted. Yeah, they I mean, freeze it specifically for them. <laughs> or maybe they like rent it all out. It's just the unusual cold front in like <laughs> July. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So we have that. Are the adults there? Because if we're going by the camp, are we going by the campfire list? Because I think there are some people missing, some people not there. And then there's Tibbles and uh, Bombay. I think we're going to assume that everyone in D2 is there. Okay. And the people we don't see at the campfire scene are just like LPing or taking a leak. Everyone okay. being the ducks, right? Yeah, everyone being the ducks as well as Tibbles and Miss McKay okay. in Bombay. Okay. So everyone from D2 and D1. So Carp is there. Correct. They invited them back to, to share in their, okay. their shenanigans. Okay. So... And then there's just a madman on the loose that's it's, murdering people? Maybe it's like McGill. Oh, McGill has McGill gone McGill is out for his revenge. I like this. Mc- okay. McKill. <laughs> is that the title? Just McKill? <laughs> yeah, it could be. Yeah. Um, or it could be called like the Rogue Hawk or something. Like, yeah. There's something hawk related. Yeah. Yeah. Like Duck Hunter. Duck Hunter. Yeah. Duck Hunter. Yeah. Duck, that's like good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. The tagline could be like McGill's back to kill or something like that. I like that. All right. So we He's have doing his job. Yeah. <laughs> wow this is too kind of want to make this poster yeah <laughs> he's, he's doing his job that's the tagline for sure all right so they're in the they're at the site of the pond hockey world championships they're at a campground and do we get any sense of miguel before stuff starts going down or does he just grab one and somebody disappears so so i think if this were like a true horror movie there's gonna be some kind of foreshadowing and so what is probably going to be is like they're taking a bus back to the lake and then charlie's like oh hey do you hear about what happened to some of those hawks it's like oh like some of them died in like a freak fire but like yeah. they still haven't found mcgill's body or something like that some or or mcgill like disappeared like yeah after the game no one something. found him and then they found like i don't know larson's body somewhere yeah Okay, so we know kind of that McGill's out there somewhere, maybe deformed from this fire, uh, possibly wearing... maybe a Zamboni accident, <laughs> or, maybe, or maybe like slipped into the into a like a, a crack in the ice. 
like on a lake and then he like disappeared like nobody in, found like he never resurfaced like in friday the 13th oh is that what happens well like the kid I so honestly have jason spoiler alert for the movie that came out 40 <laughs> years ago so like jason died he was a camper he died because he drowned in the lake because in all the like, camp counselors were out like having sex and so no one could save him and so actually in the original friday the 13th it's jason's mom is the killer getting her revenge but then at the very end of the movie jason like the corpse jumps up and like grabs like the the hero like as it's like one of the best like scare moments i think in cinema history and it like grabs mm-hmm. her and like pulls her under or something I, I i have to admit here i think the only of the the jason movies that i saw was freddy versus jason yeah or or maybe it's jason x jason x i saw that was bad wait <laughs> it was on an airplane no jason x i think was outer space outer space that's yeah. that yeah, that's the one i saw so I've only seen probably the worst one in the entire franchise. So, okay, got a lot of competition for the worst <laughs> yeah, one. Though. So, <laughs> yeah, so a Jason like accident leads to McGill. Maybe he gets like trapped under the ice. Yeah, I, that's what I, I think that makes sense, especially if it's going to happen at yeah. the Pond Hockey Olympics. He finds an air pocket, survives, and then he's out for revenge. And you have to figure the first one, the first kid sort of goes off and pees and then is just grabbed and never seen we from again. We all agree that it's Carp, right? So Carp, Carp is out like right away. Like, yeah, he's like the the first victim. It, or I can imagine Carp being incredibly oblivious to it. Or, or actually maybe, this is probably it. They're throwing marshmallows at Carp while he's trying to pee. And he's like, cut it out, cut it out, cut it out. And then like they stop. And then, like, there's another thing that comes back, and Carp's like, I told you to stop doing it, Wuss Breath, or something like that. And yeah. McGill says, like, who are you calling Wuss Breath? And Boom. I like it. Yeah. Like, brutal murder, he's just taken. I, I think on screen, he's just taken. On screen, he's taken. Yeah. And maybe they find him later. Yeah. Like, gutted. Gutted like a <laughs> like Carp. Scream. Yeah. yeah. All I like right. that. All right. So, Carp is that. Are we talking, like, first five minutes, first ten minutes? It's first ten. Okay. Like after they get there, um, it, it's pretty quick because you got to like establish it. Yeah. All right. So, and or maybe it, it happens like before Carp ever like sees any of the other ones. So they just like everybody assumes that like Carp just didn't make it. Like he got, you know. Oh, he, like he, he was didn't late. Make the trip. Maybe yeah, it was like so. Peter and Carp show up late, and P- Peter was the one teasing him or something like that. And then it was like, oh, there they are. It was like Carp's like, oh, I got to pee first, and so Peter's like messing with him while yeah. he's peeing. And then Peter runs off to the group, and then Carp gets taken or Maybe something. Maybe they just like assume that he was like upset. They yeah, probably think like that Carp like got lost because he's stupid. <laughs> Peter's like he was just here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he'll find his way back. He's like the dog. Yeah. So Carp brutally murdered ten minutes in. <laughs> All right. So let's. I mean, let's. Do we want to just go down the list and see who survives like the first onslaught here? Because you figure Carp dies, and then. Maybe somebody else dies until they start to catch on here. I think you have to kill a major character pretty early on. Okay. Well, uh, what constitutes major in this scenario? Like, someone you're not who killing made, Charlie. You're not killing Bombay. Someone who made like the D2 roster or like has like a big role early in our horror movie. So it could be like Tibbles. Okay. I can see Tibbles getting yeah. murdered. Tibbles, I like that because that will cause a panic because he's an adult. So Tibbles... Somehow, it's just, uh, do they just find Tibbles dead? Like, after they wake up, or they're in their tents, and then they come out, and Tibbles is just dead? I can imagine, 
don't know, maybe it happens when they figure out something like crazy is going on. And Tibble's like, I'll protect you guys. And then he just gets snatched in front of everyone. Okay. And yeah. maybe he like so, gets strangled by like Hendrix gear. Yeah. So then it's on. Yeah. A uh, bloody like hockey puck or, or something <laughs> just like comes out from the forest. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. All right. So then it's on. And they you figure they retreat to their hockey gear. They like grab their sticks and helmets and stuff. To try to like find this person or something. Do you think they go on the hunt? I, I feel like they, they try they to protect themselves. Yeah. And like they're grabbing their sticks and stuff. And I, I think that's good. And so they're all kind of like, okay, we got to like find shelter or something. Or maybe it's like, oh, all our gear is like back in the, uh, oh, in the, in the cabins. Let's go to the cabins. And then so they're heading to the cabins. And that's when a couple more get like taken. And they probably do something stupid, like split up. They're yeah. definitely going to split yeah. up at some point. Everybody they're, always does something. They're different. definitely splitting up, and then the people who get back to the cabin realize their gear is gone, so they don't. Oh, so they maybe they have like one hockey stick they they found that's broken, like and on maybe the path. they find like a clue that it's McGill, like some kind of like Hawks jersey. Oh yeah, and then maybe they think they look at Banks. Oh. Mm. There's wow. always some kind of like yeah, like so somebody thinks somebody's the killer the entire yeah, exactly. time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So they put do they like push Banks out of the group? Then I think they're just very very suspicious of him. Yeah. Okay, I mean he does kind of look very murdery. That's know? true. He's got some and like at eyes. one point maybe like Vacant Banks eyes. goes out on his own, and they think Banks is like lost. And then Banks comes back. They're just like, uh, how did you come back alive? And they think that he's the killer. Like, where were you when? carp was taken or something mm, yeah I, I definitely feel like there's a prime opportunity too for like say they're in like their cabins or whatever and like there's like a lone hockey stick like leaning up against the tree like you know close enough to the cabin where they can like see it out the mm-hmm. window and they're like oh it's charlie's stick like charlie like goes out there to try to get it like and it's Just, you know he gets attacked or whoever it is yeah. you know like they're like oh shit you know i think that there, there's a prime opportunity for that there all right, so let's let's start knocking some people off. So like on the hunt, back to so they split up, and then we send one group back to the cabin to retrieve the gear, and that group loses some members. Yeah. So who are we thinking goes away here? We have Guy Germain, Terry Hall, Tommy Duncan, Tammy Duncan. So I think you have to assume that like the pairs are always going to stick together. Tammy and Tommy are sticking together. You know, Jesse and Terry are sticking mm-hmm. together. Um, Guy and Connie are sticking together. I feel mm-hmm. like Guy and Connie get killed because they, like, go off and, like, start making out. Exactly. Oh, like, yeah. You know, the rule That's of horror like, find a hot tub or it's something. It's like, yeah. you know, if you have sex, you're going to die. Yeah. And so Gon- Connie and Guy both get destroyed. Yes. Boom. All right. So they're like, ooh, while everyone's, you know, off, like, and they probably don't think there's actually a killer. Yeah. All right. So Carp is gone. Connie and Guy are gone. Tibbles is gone. Uh, do we lose anybody I feel else? Like Kenny Wu is a pretty easy target. I feel like Kenny Wu would die a heroic death. Oh, hmm. okay, I can see that. Like maybe like he's about to like uh, McKill is about to do some kind of like group destruction. Like either like maybe like sink a boat in the in the ice or something like that. And Kenny Wu is able to like distract the killer or something yeah. long enough. And so he sacrifices himself. He puts his skates on. Right. Oh, yeah. He, oh, yeah. He's, like, skating around him in circles, a kid from the Olympics. Then eventually McGill, like, just snatches him. Yeah. And, like, breaks him in half in front of the the rest of the ducks who are escaping. <laughs> he does so, enjoy the show, though. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's so an impressive display of athleticism. Kenny Wu dies a hero. All right. So 
Um, let's let's see. So Terry and Jesse, are we saying they survive for a bit? They survive for a bit, and then I think one of them dies. And oh, that's but, an emotional moment. Yeah, and so like leading to like a good emotional moment sometime. And yeah. so Terry dies. Yeah, I think it's got to be Terry. All right. What Terry about- dies trying to save Tammy. Oh Ooh. yeah. So that. So does Tommy and Tammy make it through the first round of murders? Well, what could happen is they're part of the group that goes to the cabin, and so they all get to the cabin, and Tommy and Tammy like aren't there, and they're just like, "Where's Tommy and Tammy?" Um, and it's implied that they're dead, and then. Terry's like, I gotta go back for Tam- Tammy, and they're just like, no, 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 and then, you know, he like takes a few steps outside and gets killed, and or he like finds Tammy and Tommy's mutilated bodies, and then he gets killed. He's like, I should have listened to my brother, and then, like, <laughs> and then he gets killed. I like that. Yeah. All right. So that works. All Duncan's right. are dead, and Terry is dead. All right. Yeah, I don't think the Duncan's were very street smart to begin with, so I think yeah, they get killed pretty pretty quickly. Uh, Dave slash Lester Averman is he around long? I think so because he's your comic relief yeah, and you I, need him. Yeah, I think he sticks around for a long time too. Um, maybe even through. Okay, yeah. he might make it. We'll yeah. come back to him. Does that make Goldberg expendable then? Because I feel like he could be the comic relief as well. I feel well. like Goldberg would um he would do something that leads to the death of one of his teammates, maybe on purpose in the sense of like, hey, it's me or you. Um, oh yeah, Goldberg like he could have like. He locks the door on someone instead of like holding it open for an extra second. Yeah, and there's like Goldberg, like and an he goes on like, the space station. Where yeah, they like shut the door. It was like me or it was me or him or something like that, and then he ends up getting killed because of it. Probably yeah. that is true. I mean, we've seen this in D three. He just turns on Julia the cat right away when he loses his starting spot. Not a team player, really. Not a team He's player. like you know in horror movies, like what you should do is go off by yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So obviously Julia the Cat is surviving because she is trained in hand to hand combat as we've figured out from Hunger Games. She so. probably like fights him off at one point. Yeah. yeah. Saves some people. Like maybe like injures him pretty badly. Like yeah. like cuts his arm real bad or something or Alright, I like that. Uh Dwayne Robertson. He's got the rope and he's trying to rope him. However He's most likely to bring a gun too. Oh. So I think what happens is he tries to rope him, but McGill like somehow like makes him throw the rope around something, and that ends up like getting caught around Dwayne's neck, like and Final Destination him. Yeah, style. Exactly. Oh, snap. Oh, like wow. It. All right. So he's out. Uh, Jesse Hall is around for now. Dave Carp's already dead. Ken Wu's already dead. Uh, Connie's already dead. Dean Portman. I feel like he might, like, you might expect him to survive for a while, but he's, like, super cocky. Yeah. And, like, I think that'll get him in a bad situation. Maybe he dies early along with Tibbles. I think he dies early, too. I like it. And he, like, was, like, hey, I I snuck in a bunch of beer or something. Yeah. And then he's, like, what's the worst that could happen? And then, boom, dead. Yeah. I think he's definitely going to die early. I like it. Yeah. I think he's, like, he's the guy that's hitting on the girls and whatnot so you, you yes. don't like him anyway so you're like kind of glad he's gone all right uh luis mendoza speaking of somebody who likes to hit on girls he's fast he's very oh, fast. So. he just outruns him for the yeah there's a good chase scene in there yeah a, yeah really good chase scene it takes a few minutes and he's like jumping over stuff and yeah and uh you there's an opportunity there for like some sort of kind of comedic relief too where it's like oh he never could stop or you know something like that when he's like being chased like maybe mcgill says that 
McKill says that. Yeah. All right. I can imagine him like just keep on running and running and running and then maybe like stumbling onto McKill's lair or something and he like identifies, uh, yeah. "Oh my god, it's McGill. I got to I got to run back to to say yeah. to tell the guys." Or maybe he runs into town and gets the cops. Like at the very end. Oh, like so maybe he like shows up. He with just him. keeps running. So yeah. he runs off early, and yeah. they all think that he's dead. Yeah. And we see some kind of scene, like yeah. he, where you think he might be dead, but it's not really shown. Like, is it an off-screen death or what? But it, then it turns out he escaped and did like run to town, or like flags down a car or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I like that. So, I mean, we talked about Peter Mark a little bit, uh, not realizing Carp is gone. Does he survive? longer than his friend there i think peter mark does because peter mark seems to me like a parasite like i feel like he would just like latch on to somebody yeah and stay alive you know okay. like whether it's julie the cat or whoever <laughs> he's like okay i know like charlie's not dying in this <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right uh greg goldberg's already dead fulton reed Fulton I, I Reed. feel like Fulton is the prime candidate to be like the hero at the, the end. The hero, yeah. yeah. Like, Other than Luis, like if there's only like, <laughs> well, he, well, I think that Luis isn't so much the hero. Like, he just shows up with the cops in like the aftermath. Okay, like, yeah. Like Fulton's so the one who yeah, like orchestrates the final battle. Yes, yeah, exactly. Okay. I feel like Fulton is a prime candidate to kill, kill, quote. Quote unquote, kill the kill. Yeah. All right. I like that. I mean, he obviously doesn't kill him because there has to be a sequel, but. <laughs> yeah. But you could think he's dead. So, yeah. uh, Russ Tyler. I feel like his mouth gets him killed somehow. I don't know how. Tommy seems to be coming up with most of the important plot points of this screenplay. I, I think that's a, that's a good point. You know, I'm trying to think does he also, like, maybe go kind of early or. Yeah. yeah. I think. It's near the beginning when they start to realize something's wrong and then they're like hiding or something. And then, hang on. So, are we. Is the assumption that it's a 90s horror movie? Like, it's. Yeah. Like, released. This is being released in the 90s? Correct. Okay. Yeah. So, in that case, there's only going to be one black dude that survives. Like, there, there's no way they're, a 90s horror movie is going to have multiple black. So, it's not going to be Jesse survive. and. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, one of them is going to die yeah. early. Or another mean, one of them. I think it's Russ, and they're, like, hiding or something, and then somebody farts, and he's like, oh, boy, why'd you do that? And then he's just, like, taken. (laughs) Yeah. He just, like, can't keep his mouth shut. And then McGill says, like, it's knuckle puck time, and shoots his head, like, back at them. Back at him. That's amazing. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah, it just comes flying across. All right, I like that. Uh, Charlie Conway. He's, I mean... Yeah, I think he's he just survives survive for a while. He sur- he survives because and he's like helping people out and he yeah. like goes back to like grab Julie or something yeah. like oh he's I like got the de facto leader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, then Adam Banks, we talked about a little bit, but did we ever figure out if he dies or not? Maybe Banks is the one that gets the final blow. Uh, be, as like revenge, oh, like maybe ooh. like Fulton is the real hero, but it's Banks that like yeah. has the kill shot or whatever. Yeah. It's like they like end up crushing him in some like a garbage compactor, like and Fulton's <laughs> like one who shredder. like gets him in there. <laughs> yeah, and then like McKill's got like one last like reach out, yes. and Banks just like slices his arm off with his with uh his uh yes that's exactly how that's gonna happen. and he's just like nice. always wanted to hit someone because i you don't know, know where, why yeah. or where there would be a trash compactor <laughs> i don't know it's a <laughs> but yes it's I, I think banks is responsible for the like the killing put, blow but yeah like the the 
whenever he yeah. comes back to life. That's, a, yeah. good, so that's a good call. Uh, where do Bombay and Miss McKay fit into this whole thing? I do. I wonder if they like leave early. It's like, like we'll go get help or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. that's kind of irresponsible to leave all the kids there. But well, maybe, maybe they leave them with Tibbles. But yeah, that's what they do. They like, hey, me and McKay are gonna go 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 get help. Tibbles, you're in charge. Yeah, and that's why Tibbles dies early. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So they don't play much of a part. Like yeah, they're they, just they out. like show up and the I cops mean, are there. They could like, be also like ones maybe like McGill set a trap for them so they get in a bad car accident and they're just knocked out. Ooh. Oh yeah. All right. They All come right. to eventually, yeah. like after the mayhem. Yeah. So okay. they're there for the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They can play a bigger part in the sequel for sure. All right. So just to recap, we've killed Gee, we've killed Terry, we've killed Tommy. Dave slash Lester Averman survives. Tammy is dead. Julie's alive. Uh, Dwayne is dead. Jesse is alive. Carp is dead. Wu is dead. Connie is dead. Portman is dead. Mendoza is alive. Peter Mark is dead. Goldberg is dead. Fulton Reed is alive. Uh, Russ Tyler is dead. Conway and Banks are both alive. And Bombay and Miss McKay are alive, but sort of out of the picture. So, who's our group that it's alive? Because I feel like we still have too many. Okay. Yeah. That's so, Mendoza go gets a cop, so he survives. Yes. We have Dave slash Les Averman. Okay. We have, let me go back to the top. We have Julie the Cat. Mm-hmm. We have, um, let's see here. We have. Conway and Banks and Fulton. Is that it? Oh, we, and Terry. We, yeah. Or we I have mean, Jesse. Luis and then Conway, Banks, and Fulton and Jesse. Do we think, even though Banks inflicts uh, like self, the the killing blow, that he dies in the process because they were suspecting him, so he kind of also dies. Himself. Yeah, he sacrifices himself yeah. for the final. No, I don't think so because I feel like there has to be like uh, like uh, something that he says, like, oh like, yeah, you know, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I was just doing my job, or you know, something oh like that, yeah, you know? yeah. So I feel like that has to be there. So I don't mm-hmm. think he dies in the process. But I, I think I do maybe. Feel like, Le- Averman dies like toward the end. Yeah, <laughs> Averman. Averman yeah. sacrifices himself for like the good of the team or something. I don't yeah, think he be... sacrifices himself. Well, maybe it's something where they himself. have to like draw straws <laughs> to oh. see who like like has to like leave first or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Not like oh who's, who's gonna we'll die. Cover you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, like you have to like gives them an you have to like run to go like replace this fuse or something. Yes, uh-huh. that's definitely something that would happen in the '90s horror movie. Yeah, and so he replaces the fuse and then gets electrocuted or dies. Or <laughs> oh yeah, it's not even at the hands of McKill. It's just like he like a slips freak yeah. accident. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I did it, and then immediately gets electrocuted. <laughs> and they're just like, I guess he did it. Yeah. Part funny, part just sad. Like uh, I like it, conflicting emotions. There. But maybe then, what happens at the very end, like as like you know they're riding off or something like that, is like, oh, we found one of, one of your friends, and he's like got his hair all sticking out, oh. like he's electrocuted, and like they're pulling him off in a gurney or something. He's like, uh, and he says some one liner, like David Arquette and Scream Two. Exactly. Yeah. All he's right. Like all woozy. Mm-hmm. All right. So I or mean, scream. it was no Scream One. Yeah, and then yeah. in Scream 2, he's like, he has a limp. Yeah. <laughs> so do yeah, we... that's funny. Are we killing anybody off, then, if we're not killing Averman? Um, I think that might be it, because you got to have a good core of people for the sequel. Yeah, yeah, for the sequel. Just like in Scream 2, I guess. All right. Yeah. All right, so I think we really need to drill down on how they 
fend off McKill long enough to have the cops come and stuff like that. We talked about a trash compactor. So they survive sort. until the morning? I don't like the trash compactor. Like, this is just ridiculous. <laughs> okay, well, there's some kind of, like, machine that they have to use. Because, yeah. like, the idea is, like, how do we kill him? Because we've tried hitting what, like, we tried chopping off his limbs with hockey sticks, and it doesn't work while like, he keeps coming. And they're just like, okay, well, we're at a pond. Well, how about we run him over with the Zamboni or, like, there's a wood chipper out back or something. Yeah. We got yeah. to draw him into something. I like yeah. the wood chipper makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It makes more sense. It'd be than... hard to not be convinced that you're, you've killed somebody with a wood chipper though. Well, like, maybe they like, it's not like he's well, going like, through the wood chipper and he, then come back. Well, his like <laughs> legs go in or something and then he like starts to pull himself out. Yeah. And that's when Banks like whacks him and like says his line. Then he goes through. So we think. I think it's more like he's like knocked out and then he does like the, like the boo like, like oh, the screen. oh yeah at the yeah. end like there's always like that last yeah. ditch effort by the killer okay so we gotta we gotta figure out a scenario for that then like so fulton is fulton have like a hockey stick and he's like ripping shot and ripping like i don't know branches at him or something like that where he's like I feel like maybe maybe it's like they find Dwayne's gun, like Dwayne had brought a gun oh. and somebody finds it eventually. Or maybe it's something where like toward the end they have like a, an elaborate scheme to like um uh, like crack the ice and draw McGill onto the ice to drown him. Mm-hmm. And so maybe like Fulton's the one who breaks the ice and gets him on there and then he like reaches out his hand and then Banks is the one who slaps him back under the water and then he's like nowhere to be seen yeah yeah and so like so we think he drowns yeah all right yeah I like that and then he sets up the sequel yeah, yeah he pops up does he pop up right at the end so people know there's a sequel or do we just like I, maybe leave he it? like punches through the ice or you oh. or, or i think maybe you only just see a crack or oh. it's like a very subtle yeah yeah that's good that's good all right Wow, this turned into quite the ordeal. I, uh, this is probably my favorite spinoff we've ever done. I would watch this movie. McKill, he's doing his job. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to the quack question. If you're unfamiliar, you ask us questions on Facebook, Twitter, and through email. We pick the best ones. We try to answer them on the air. Usually we do a pretty good job. Kevin, what is the quack question today? Uh, today's quack question comes from uh, Nicholas Makarazis. Ma- Makara- I, I know I always butcher this name. Um, his question, and he's at Pray for Milan on Twitter. Um, I think that's a new Twitter handle. For I believe it is. Um, his question is, of all the celebrities that Goldberg could have name dropped, why does he claim relation to Aaron Spelling? And then in parentheses, he says, this takes place during the infamous Rodeo Drive scene, of course. One of my favorite scenes from my favorite documentary, by the way. Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. Was Aaron Spelling big I, then? I, I still don't even know what Aaron Spelling was in. Like, what Aaron he's famous Spelling. for. I mean, uh, is he like Seventh Heaven or is something? It, uh, it related to Tory Spelling? Well, isn't he a producer? He is a film producer, okay. Uncle Aaron. He died in 2006. What did he, what is he know, known for? Uh Charlie's Angels, The Love Boat, Heart to Heart, okay. Dynasty, Beverly Hills 90210, 7th Heaven and Charmed. Oh, okay. So in mid like 92ish, it would probably be 90210 that he was okay. most known for. Beverly uh, Hills. So that would make sense. 90210, yeah. yeah. So that's probably why the reference Yeah, Beverly Hills. Okay, yeah, that, that makes more sense. Um, 
born in Dallas, Texas. That's interesting. Oh. Went to went to SMU. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, is there a is there a better one? Because I mean, it's kind of genius, but from Goldberg, because it's not like a. It's a pretty deep cut, though. Like, like, I, I don't know how many people got that reference. Maybe yeah. maybe they did at the time, but. But you can't name someone too famous because then they'll know you're like too, I guess, visible because then you'll know. But like would somebody, I guess maybe somebody that works at like a Rodeo Drive shop would know who Aaron Spelling is, I guess. Well, but, so what year is this? 94? 94, correct. 94. So what was big in 94? Forrest Gump? Like so you wouldn't be like, oh, I'm Tom Hanks's kid <laughs> or like Ron Howard's friend or. Do you think, do you think they had to pay Aaron Spelling to be like reference? No, I w- I bet that maybe like he's Jordan Kerner's friend or something like that. And maybe oh. they said that as like a little nod, or maybe he's one of the producer's friends. And yeah. oh. no, know. Hank Aaron. Yeah, <laughs> Herbie Hancock. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's a smart move by Goldberg because you you go someone who's recognizable like i knew the name but i do not know what he looked like until i just pulled up his wikipedia so i feel wikipedia like that didn't even exist back then i know so i so feel like they have looked it up exactly that is sort of the perfect person to go for and he just goldberg was a, a genius move there i don't know who else he could have said in that situation unless he is there someone that looks like goldberg that he could have dropped like Cheech Martin or something like that. I don't know. I'm sure Uncle Cheech. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think that's the Beverly Hills crowd. So I think we uh, we sort of answered the question here. I think we did. All right, there you go. Qu- quick uh, little sidebar: Who do you think has the best Halloween costume of the Ducks? And what is it? Let's see. Hmm. Well, who's I... like the most clever? Averman. Averman's the most clever. I feel like he'd be willing to put in the work too, where Goldberg would not. He'd be like a meatball or something. Yeah, I, I feel like Averman would show up like strapped to a stretcher as Banks or something like that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, Connie and Gee would definitely do a couple's costume. Yes. Yeah. Like a beanie baby or something. <laughs> <laughs> exactly like a yeah. beanie baby. My wife. Well, now wife. I guess she wasn't my wife back then, and I were Beanie Babies two years ago. It was adorable. <laughs> yeah, they were a big hit. Were they? <laughs> they were a semi to big hit. All right, there you go. Dave slash Les Averman, best Halloween costume. Who has is like who has the like the worst? Does Goldberg just show up as like, oh, I'm a Phillies fan? I think it's Portman. Like, I think he's just like, I'm a hockey player. No, see, I I feel like Portman would show up as um, the older brother from Goonies. Oh, oh yeah, because like, all his shirts are like cut off and yeah. stuff anyway. <laughs> hmm. That's a good one. Conway would probably be like a cat or something. <laughs> That'd be weird. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, any other candidates for the worst? Um. Carp would probably like misunderstand that it's like a theme party. Yeah. Or like, <laughs> he's like, why are we having a, or something like that. When it's like dressed up as a costume, he misunderstood or something like that. He definitely yeah. eats all the candy. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It was that guy. All right. 
Yeah, I want to open it up to the quack lights, though, so yeah. I want to hear from you guys. There you go. And send us your, your Halloween costumes as well. Yeah, Mighty Ducks related or not. So we'll, we'll pull together a photo gallery of all the quack lights there. So for us, at Quack Attack Pod on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Quack Attack Pod, go to iTunes, give us five stars, tell us who you think had the best and worst Mighty Ducks Halloween costume. Uh, quackdick.com you can email us there go to Amazon keep using that Amazon link I put the link in the show notes every time just click through there you can bookmark it use it every time you go to Amazon we get a little on the back end it doesn't cost you anything so just a great deal uh, go to the shop get your gear get your fall gear great time for gear Christmas sweater is coming weather. up yeah Christmas is coming up you got sweater weather perfect time to get some new items in your wardrobe and remember ducks fly together ducks fly together quack quack